Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shurim, our learning in the Sefer Lukut Moran. We left off in Torah 9, exploring how the words of our prayers can be illuminated from on high, and in turn, we can illuminate the entire world. We're picking it up right where we left off. V'zeh, and this whole idea that we were speaking about before, Ama Tichalenem Elamala, that Pasuk that we saw, meaning an ama, a rabbinic measurement of a cubit, about a yard, will finish it from on high. That verse, Roshitevos, the acronym of the first letters, spell MS, truth. If you look at the first word, you have an aleph. The second word begins with a tuf. The third word begins with a mem. Mix them up in the right order, you have aleph, mem, tuf, which spells MS, truth. Ki ali MS, because through truth, because through truth, God desires from on high to dwell with people. Like the verse says, Hashem is close to all who call out to Him. And the verse continues, to all those who call out in truth. And then we have our verse, that you should place the opening of the ark in its side. Hainu, this means, that this, if you recall, as we learned earlier, the word teva means not only an ark, the large ship that Noah was commanded to build, but also a word. So when we say, in this, this piece, that we're talking about the words that emerge in truth, these words that you say in truth, primarily in prayer, they will create for you an opening in the darkness in which you are trapped. When God commanded Noach to make a window in the ark, he wasn't only talking about Noach, and he wasn't only talking about that physical ark. He was also speaking to us today, letting us know that when you're trapped, if you involve yourself in words that are that are filled with truth, then that will create that opening, that window to allow the light to come in and save us from the trap of potential darkness. And this is the idea of betsida, that is within the side. Hainu haklipa hatsad sayid. This is talking about the klipa, those spiritual husks of negativity that trap that which is hunted. Like we see in the Torah, because he traps with his mouth. This is speaking about Esav. If you recall, Esav represents the side of negativity. Esav was a hunter, a trapper. Esav, representing the forces of negativity, wants to trap us and not allow us to pray, not allow us to speak words of truth. Because initially, a person is not able to speak due to the darkness that totally surrounds him. And through these words that come out of your mouth, that into the darkness, these words that are filled with truth, when a person finds themselves praying well, through this, through this good prayer, then you are able to fix the bottom level, the second level, and the third level. What are these three levels? Initially, based on our verses in Parshat Noach, we're talking about the three levels of the Ark of the Teva itself. 
But Rabbi Nachman takes us deeper because we're not just telling Noah how to build the ark. We're talking to each and every one of us for all time. Hainu, when we say the bottom floor, the second floor, and the third floor, we're actually speaking about Olam HaShafel Olam HaGalgalim Olam HaSeichel. We're speaking about three different worlds. The lowly world, the world of the stars and the constellations, and the worlds of the intellect. Ah, however, it's impossible to pray unless you're involved in learning Torah. Because an Amaaretz cannot be a pious individual. That comes from Pirkei Avot. Uksiv, additionally, it's written in Mishle in Proverbs, that when a person turns his ear from hearing Torah, then also his prayers will be an abomination. In many printings of Lakutim Moran, that last sentence or two may have been found in parentheses. This line was added after the fact by some of Rabbi Nachman's students. It will be connected a little bit later in the Torah, understanding how our learning of the Holy Torah ties this whole process together. We are up to paragraph Dalid. V'tzarech, and it is necessary. Kol adam lekasher ador. For every single individual to bind, to connect his prayers to the tzadik hador, to the most righteous individual of that generation. Now to pause for a moment, this idea of connecting oneself or connecting one's prayers to a righteous individual is very common in the Hasidic world, and outside of the Hasidic world, it is very much misunderstood. We are not saying, chas v'shalom, God forbid, that you are praying to a tzaddik or to a person at all. We only pray to God himself. Additionally, we are not saying that anyone is absolved of their obligation to pray. In fact, the exact opposite is true. We're saying that because we value prayer so much, not only are, do we have an obligation to pray regularly, but that our prayers should be connected to the master of prayer of that generation. If I want to become skilled at a particular avenue in life, so I don't want to find someone who's mediocre to teach me. I want to connect myself to the best in that industry. If I want to become a basketball player, I'm not going to just find someone who I see on the street shooting hoops. I'm going to try to get myself into the Michael Jordan camp of basketball because he's the greatest player of all time. And after that happens, I'm going to regularly say I'm connected to Michael Jordan through this summer camp experience that I had. And now that I am, there's a higher level of expectation. Lahavdil Elif Havdalas, when we take ourselves and connect our prayers to the tzaddik of the generation, we're saying, I recognize you, tzaddik, the, the leader of the generation, that you are the greatest prayer that exists today. And what I would like to do is to connect myself because I want my prayers to be the best. I've heard n- numerous times from Rabbi Chaim Kramer, he should live and be well to 120, describe this process as coming to a lawyer. If, God forbid, you have a case that you have to deal with, you don't want to just have someone who happens to have a law degree represent you, especially if it's a capital case, God forbid. You want a person with the greatest experience, who has the greatest degree, who's most likely to win your case for you to represent you in court. This idea of connecting to the tzaddik is saying that I, in my spiritual endeavors, want to be connected to the greatest of the great in this particular avenue of life. That tzaddik and this righteous individual 
Yoidea lechaven hasha'arim ulaha'alois kol tfila utfila l'shar shayich. This righteous individual has the knowledge and ability to take every single prayer and to lift it up, placing it into its appropriate gate. We had learned this idea that every tribe, every shevet, has its own nusach, its own particular venue of reaching the highest of the highs, and the tzaddik of the generation is able to recognize each individual person and take their prayers and put them exactly where it is that they are supposed to be. Because every single righteous individual of every generation is a concept of, is connected to Moshe Mashiach, Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the Redeemer of our people. Moshe took us out of Mitzrayim. So there's this aspect of both leadership and redemption. Like we say, Moshe, you said well. Where does this verse come from? It's not a verse in the Torah. It's a line from the Talmud. There are times in the Talmud where one tzaddik says to another after a back and forth and someone has a, a particularly powerful line, possibly winning the argument, then one righteous individual, one tzaddik will say to the other, Moshe, you said well, even if his name is not Moshe. To refer to someone as Moshe is an ultimate compliment, saying you are as great as the greatest leader of all time. Uksiv, and the verse says, Ad ki Shiloh, until Shiloh comes. And the Zohar tells us, Da Moshe. Who is Shiloh? Shiloh is Moshe. Until Moshe comes. Saying, until the righteous Redeemer, that's the other side, the Moshe Mashiach, is something that we are all waiting for. U Mashiach, who kalul kolat filos. Because Mashiach is the collection of all prayers. Ubishvilzen, because of this, Yia Mashiach moirach vadahin. That Mashiach, the Redeemer, will smell and judge. What does this mean, to smell and judge? Kiatfilos, because prayers, as we learn in Mesechah Sanhedrin, heim bechines chotem. The prayers are the same concept as your nose. Kemosh like the verse says in Yishayahu, usilasi echtamlach, and my prayers will hold me back, or literally will plug my nose, but meaning anger will be held back due to my prayers and my connection to you. In brief review, we explored how a person should be praying with all of his energy and concentration. And when you do this, you give a life to the individual letters. And in turn, those letters are able to do that which they were actually created for. Now, each tribe has one of its own nuschaus, one particular way, a passageway, a gate in the Sha'arei Shemayim, in the gates of heaven, through which it is most appropriate to send its prayers. And what our job is, is to figure out how to get our prayers into those proper and appropriate gateways. We learned that when a person starts on this journey of strengthening his prayer, it's very possible to quickly be enveloped, surrounded completely by the husks, the klipas, the side of negativity the, that is led by Esav. In the same way that Noah, Noah in the ark built a a tzohar, a window in the side, so too are we supposed to blast a window through the side of the klipa, exposing the light 
dispelling the darkness. The next step in this journey is taking our prayers and connecting them to the tzaddikim hador, to the tzaddik hador, to the righteous individual. Because that tzaddik, that righteous person, is able to take our prayers and put them on the right path to give us the proper spiritual map to guide our prayers to their proper gate. Looking forward to continuing next time. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.